0: Welcome to the Dag Heward-Mills podcast. Dag Heward-Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Doug Hewitt Mills.
1: Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. We're excited to be in church this afternoon. Amen. Well, um, the scripture teaches us that they overcame the devil, they overcame him through the blood and the word of our testimony anytime that we share testimonies here in church it gives us the power to overcome the enemy in our lives amen oh can i get a bigger amen so today we are taking one testimony from our brother emmanuel who is going to talk about how god saved him and changed his life i want you to put your hands together for him and welcome him as he climbs up the stage oh encourage him as he gets here Yes. Yes. so tell us your name and what your testimony is about uh, my name is Emmanuel and I'm from
2: I'm from mustard seed in the UK but I'm now in first love and I'm in Ghana Right.
1: Yeah. right. so what's your testimony about and my
2: testimony is about how God um, saved me and completely changed my life all Right. so um around the age of 15 and um, where I'm from is quite small so all the bad boys from all the schools. Somehow we we'll find each other. Okay. So um, we started to hang around with each other. We started to um, smoke weed at the age of 15. And it used to start after every exam. So after every exam, we'd go to one of my friend's house and we'd smoke weed. And then this escalated to every day. And it also escalated to where we were um, drinking alcohol. We were stealing alcohol from the shops. Um we were we, we used to, we used to like fighting a lot, so we do a lot of fighting with we'd, we'd rob shops, we'd do How street robberies, 16 And you were doing all this. We're doing all this, yes. Yeah, so. And we got involved in girls a lot and we really liked girls. Um, so it got to the point where I was even put on tag. Mm-hmm. So I was on house arrest, so
1: So what's it was a tag?
2: Tag, it's where you have like a like a device around your ankle and they give you a, a restriction. So you can only go out certain times of the day, and if not back, then the thing in your in your room would start beeping, and the police would come.
1: Wow! So at your age, you had this? Yes, this
2: is whilst I was still in school. Wow! Yeah, so I'd still be going there with with a tag on it to school. Um. So one day, one of my friends invited me to church, and he was inviting me for a long time, and I kept on dodging him, dodging him, and then eventually I said, "Okay, let me just give in." go to his church and when I came to church uh, my pastor at that time in Doncaster Reverend Steve was preaching and I fell in love with the preaching because he was using the same scriptures that I've I've heard for a long time and I've been very bored of but he was now applying it to an 18 year old child so I said okay this is my church okay and I like it but my life didn't change at all yeah I still struggled with all the things all the fighting going out and the main thing was the girls um it got to the point where one day, I think me and my friends had got into trouble with the police again. Me and my mom, she was now getting used to seeing me get be arrested and she used to cry all the time. And one time me and my friends got in trouble with the police and I came to my pastor, Rev Steve, and I said, Rev, I feel like me and my, me and my friends, we're not going to end up well. I like God, I really like him. But I also like what my friends are doing and I don't think it's going to end up well.
1: You could not separate yourself from them.
2: At all. Because these were the people I grew up with. Okay. And then he said, Emmanuel, you, you need to separate and make a decision to separate yourself. And in years down the line, you will see the difference between you who serves God and your friends who serve Him not. Wow. Yeah. So I decided to try to separate myself from my friends and it worked for a while. But the girls could not go. So at all. That was yeah. your problem. Yeah, because, I mean, at such a young age, I tasted it at the age of 15. So, it's like, that couldn't go at all. To the point, even where, I think it was, it was on a Sunday and before church, I decided to go and visit a girl. So, you were going to church, but you decided
1: to visit a girl before service. Yes, please, yeah. Wow.
2: And, bef- so, this was a girl that I had a past with, not a very good one, but I went to go and visit her anyway. And, after, so, you know, things happened After church, I came home in the evening and the police come to my door and they say that, Emmanuel, you're under arrest for um, suspicion of rape. Wow. Yeah. And then, so the the police spoke to the girl and then, I mean, they said to the girl, you didn't have sex with him so you can't accuse him of rape. But you can not accuse him of sexual assault.
1: The police guided her. It guided her, yeah.
2: So, so she then went along that route. You know, when that happened, I came to my pastor, Rev Stephen L.P. Edith. And, you know, to my surprise, they didn't judge me, never gave up on me. In fact, my pastor, L.P. said, L.P. Edith said, we're going to pray. And every Wednesday, we're going to fast. Mm -hmm. So she fasted with me for all the time that this thing was going on. Wow. That's for how long? 18 months. Okay. Yeah. And my, um, they led me to bishop's prayers. They led me to podcasts. And, uh, you know, my main prayer when I was praying was, Lord, I know me, I'm bad. So please don't listen to me. But oh, please listen to my my mother, L.P. Edith. Listen to my pastor, Reverend Steve Polker. Listen to my daddy, Bishop Dag Mills. Wow, so you don't need really... to listen to me because I'm bad. But please listen to them. Wow. And I was listening to um, when, when Prophet was, was some of the podcasts. And two particular podcasts. The first one, um, daddy was talking about how someone was fighting a battle for a long time. And then he went to a lawyer. And the lawyer said, no, usually I'll be fighting against you. But then the next day he called and said, for some reason, I'm going to take your case. And when he took the case, he said, after 30 minutes, something that that had been going on for so long was over in 30 minutes. And then daddy prophesied and said that, will you receive an advocate, an advocate, which is a lawyer, which will end all cases against you? And I said, I'll receive it. And then another one, daddy was um, talking about Zacchaeus. And then for some reason, he just started prophesying again and said that no one under the sound of my voice shall enter into into the prison gates unless you're going to preach there wow so yeah. all these
1: prophecies came while you were going yes. to the
2: court yes. yeah yeah oh. the first the first time it got dismissed and because it was going on for a long time and then she appealed and then it came again and then it got to the point where my lawyer my my barrister said to me he said um okay so i've spoken to the prosecutor you're looking at 6 years in prison so tomorrow when you're coming bring as much money as you can um, bring your clothes and also bring cigarettes. I know you don't smoke, but in in prison, cigarettes is as good as money. Okay. So I called my pastor, Rev. Steve, and he started doing a, the little laugh that he does. Um, I said, please, it's not the time, Rev. But then he said, Emmanuel, listen, you're not going to prison. God's using this situation to draw you closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. And indeed, during this whole time, I felt I'd never listened to daddy so much before in my life. Yeah, and I really started to like God.
1: Wow. Yeah. And You're saying at that point, that's where you drew more close to God. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, when I went into the courtroom the next day, the barrister, he looked at me because I, I came with nothing. He looked at me as if you're questioning me 27 years of doing my job. You think I'm not right. But I said, listen, my pastor said that I don't need it. So I don't need my clothes. Yeah. And then um, because the day before was the first day of the second trial. And when all the people were looking at me, they're looking at me with evil eyes all the all the jury so as for me I knew I was going to prison but then the next day they said to me they said um, there was one person who was coming one of the jury who was coming but they had a minor accident so because we have to change that one jury it means we have to change the whole jury so the whole jury was changed oh I was think you should
1: put your hands together for yeah. Jesus
2: the whole jury was changed and the, the, the new jury came in, and there was, and they all looked very uninterested. And there was one person who was always falling asleep. The I new said, jury. I, I said, I, yeah, the new jury. There was always, an, there was an old man who was falling asleep. I said, God, please, these are the people that my life, my life's hand, my life's hand, are in their hands. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, after, after a very short amount of time, they came to a conclusion. And usually, that's only if they're very certain about a decision. So they came to a conclusion and then they said, okay, please, have you chosen a spokesperson for you? They said, yes. And guess who stood up? The man that was falling asleep. <laughs> I said, mercy. And then he stood up and then he was very uninterested. They said, have you come to a conclusion? He said, yes. They said, what do you find Emmanuel Bakari guilty or not guilty? It seemed like he was wasting his time. He said, not guilty.
1: Wow. Yeah, not guilty. Oh, I think you should put your hands together for yeah. Jesus. Stand to your feet for such an amazing yeah. miracle. So the uninterested jury. Remember, he he just decided to say, "You are not guilty." Yes. That was the advocate he received. Amen. Uh, amen. Yeah, so,
2: so um, I mean, since since that time, this was in 2018. This was September 2018. Where the declaration for that month was, "You are overcoming every impossible situation." Um, since then, I believe that the devil really had a plan for me because this should be my third year in prison.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But rather, in the, in those three years, I've managed to draw closer to God. I went. I, I, I met a beautiful girl. I married. Wow. Um, I, I, I I I I pastored a
1: church. Wow. Um, and I'm and now I have the opportunity to go on missions. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't see your excitement. Put your hands together for Jesus for such an amazing testimony. You know, he was saying that this would have been his third year in prison, three years in prison. I think his wife is here. Put your hands together for her as she climbs up. But God has done an amazing thing for him. Yes. Um, so. Oh, so, that's beautiful. Come on. Welcome here. Put your hands together for her. So,
2: so uh, I just want to thank God so, so much. Because yeah. he plucked me from the midst of destruction.
1: Yeah. You're telling me about your two friends. Yeah. yeah.
2: The two friends that my, my pastor, Steve, said separate yourself. Yeah. One of them um he started his 20 years prison sentence a few months ago wow and then the other one his funeral was on friday wow yeah
1: so it's like god literally plugged you out plucked
2: me from the midst of
1: i don't think you understand this testimony i really don't think you understand this testimony it's a very great one you know the bible tells us that we should come out from among them and be separate and god did that from him for him and Yeah, so where are you going on missions now? I'm going to Colombia. You're going to Colombia? Yes, wow. Missions. So, and your friends in prison and dead and you are. Yeah, and
2: the rest of them, they're other drug dealers, they're doing drugs, they have babies everywhere. I don't, I don't understand why. God owes me nothing. He owes me nothing, but it seems like He gave me everything. Yeah. He gave me everything.
1: Wow. So, what would you want to say to everyone listening to you today?
2: I want, I want, I would like to encourage anyone. I mean, I'm not too sure which situation you're in either the same as me or you've overcome something or you don't let anything extreme happen before you give your life totally to god because the bible says in hebrews chapter 3 verse 15 it says that it says that if you shall hear his voice today uh, don't harden your hearts wow yeah don't harden your hearts god can do more with you than you can do with yourself wow give your life to god
1: wow oh that's such a powerful testimony if you hear his voice today do not harden your heart. And I believe that that's God's message for some of you sitting here today. As God reaches out to you, he's knocking at your door. He's beckoning you. Don't harden your heart. And he's going to do more with you than you can do with yourself. Put your hands together for Jesus. And
4: touched by that yeah today if you hear the voice of god don't harden your heart amen he said one of my friend's funeral was on friday and then the other one started 20 years today and you are living on borrowed time Jesus, year three you should be in jail you're on spiritual bail and the lord has released you to serve him amen and we pray that god will do great things with your life amen amen I can't hear your Amen. You're acting like it's a normal Sunday. Our prophet is in church. I can't hear your Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every week I was telling you that he's coming, he's coming. You stop believing me. You see, but today God, by God's grace, our father is at home. I said our father is in the house. Amen. You are in for a treat. Now I want to welcome you formally to the Global Healing Jesus Crusade. I want to say welcome to all the denominations who are joining us um, here and in, in different cathedrals all over Ghana and all over the world and joining us also from your homes um, as we come to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and to be taught by our Father, the Prophet. You are all welcome from all the different denominations from uh, Oh, you may be seated from Kodesh Family Church From Jesus is the Answer Church From Catch the Anointing Center From Makane Church Also from Makarios Church Also from Mustard Seed Chapel International Also from the Greater Love Church We want to also welcome you Coming from the Lighthouse Chapel International And then we want to welcome you From Anakazo Assemblies all over the world. And I think we want to welcome you from Kodesh Family Church. I've said it this time. Kodesh Family Church, Ghana. Kodesh Family Church, United States of America. And the Healing Jesus Mission Church. Um, These are all powerful denominations. And Loyalty House. The House of Loyalty, the House of Faithfulness, we want to welcome you also. And finally, to our UO, the United Organization of the First Love Churches in 190 Nations. We want to welcome all of you to this powerful church service. There's no unity without a father. The greatest unity in the world is the Trinity, and it has a father. And God has brought us all together because we have one father and one shepherd. All over the world. And maybe you are church member, this is your first time. You're about to hear our father and our pastor, what God has given to us, and what we are what we are blessed to have. And um, I know that your life is never going to be the same. So welcome once again to the Global Healing Jesus service. At this time, before the preaching comes up, we want to introduce to you the Healing Jesus campaign in a short video, which I know is going to bless your life. Now, the Healing Jesus campaign is Our outreach, okay, as a church, is one of our outreach, our biggest outreach wing is the Healing Jesus Campaign. And this service globally is dedicated to supporting and pushing forward the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? And so for those of you who don't know what it is or what it does or what it has been doing, You are about, some of you have a banner in your church that says, become a Healing Jesus campaign partner today, but you've never understood it. You thought you were already a partner, but you are going to find out what it means. And so put your hands together and let's watch this powerful video from the Healing Jesus campaign.
5: I know I am a sinner. Tonight I come to you, Lord. Come to you, Lord. Just as I am. Just as I am. Oh God. Please wash away my sin. Please wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. From today. From today. I open my heart. I open my heart. I receive you.
6: The Healing Jesus campaign has been on a mission to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. What began as a small gathering of people has grown into one of the biggest evangelistic efforts in Africa. By the grace of God, we were able to have a huge and historic campaign in the city of Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire at the end of January 2020. Before the Abidjan campaign had ended, our East African convoy team began the journey of the convoy from Zambia to Burundi, a journey of over 3,500 kilometres for a series of five campaigns. Unfortunately, shortly after the convoy team had arrived in Burundi, news of the Covid outbreak had just been announced in several countries around the world and resulted in the postponement of the campaigns scheduled for Burundi. The East African Convoy is currently parked in Rwanda. 2020 saw an unprecedented crisis unfold all over the world in the form of the coronavirus pandemic. National lockdowns were enforced throughout almost all of the nations of the world. Because of this, further campaigns were not possible during the year of 2020. However, the evangelist overcame evil with good by directing the entire Healing Jesus campaign team to establish country offices which use various channels of communication to reach out to the pastors all over the world. Through the country offices, the evangelist also gave many free electronic ministry gifts to the thousands of pastors throughout the world. Later that year, the evangelists sent a number of campaign directors to eight nations with the newly translated books to visit pastors and deliver the Makarios personally into their hands, free of charge. These included Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, Cameroon, Congo-Brazzaville, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. During this effort, over 11,000 pastors were met and 8,700 sets of the 60 book library of the Macarius were delivered individually to pastors across 67 towns of 8 nations. The impact of these books was enormous as many of the pastors who received these books had previously never had the opportunity to receive ministry materials of any kind. In the parts of the year 2020, the evangelists invested heavily in the equipment and fleets of the Healing Jesus campaign convoy. Fifteen brand-new trucks were purchased and two brand-new sets of campaign equipment. This will allow for the simultaneous setup of four campaigns in four different parts of the continent, as well as islands, at any one time once the new season of campaigns has commenced. Unfortunately, during this time, land borders between nations on the continent remained closed, so it was not possible to move the trucks from Ghana to Cameroon by road. So the evangelists paid the immense price of sending the trucks to Cameroon by sea. At the same time, the trucks for the island convoy were also sent to Madagascar and is currently poised there for the next season of island campaigns. All these have been made possible through the kind donations of our partners and and BenMP contributors all over the world. Thank you for making it possible.
4: Move of God, what a powerful tool for the gospel, healing Jesus crusade. and you touched? As we were at home for the pandemic, putting on weight, they were moving out eleven thousand pastors and eight thousand seven hundred pieces of the macarius are being given out, and the gospel is being preached. And I believe that God is—you know—I'm blessed to be a partner of healing Jesus. Campaign. I've been a steady partner for about 5 years now And I know that God is blessing you As you also join your hand How many of you are partners of Healing Jesus Campaign? Yeah, it means we went We were part of it And you know when I saw the tracks I was telling the guys on the stage If your fan belt has torn before You understand what this operation means How many of you have a fan belt, carburetor Or exhaust if it's happened to you before Or you have to change one headlight eh? It's not a small thing Or a brake pad. If your brake pad has finished. When you see these trucks and these cars moving, you know that it's not a small operation. And it's 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 a prophecy. The Bible says the gospel must first be preached to the ends of the earth. And then the end will come. And so we are blessed to be part of this great move of God. I know I'm a part of it. I'm a partner. When I get to heaven, I'll, I'll say that every... Car that moved, every track, every sermon that was preached, I was part of it because I'm proud to be a partner of Healing Jesus Campaign and it's an honor and a blessing. We, we want to say God bless you to Prophet and to the whole campaign team for all that God has used you to do over the years and we want to say we are standing with you 100% all over the world. We are Healing Jesus Partners. I used to attend a small church and there was a banner at the back of the church always become a Healing Jesus Partner today. And I'm proud to be a partner of what God is doing. Amen. Well, it's time for the Word of God. I don't need to add anything to that wonderful introduction. This is a this is a great a great man of great, a great vessel of God that God has used all over the world, and we here at the First Love Church are privileged to call him Pastor. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. You know. Elisha performed many miracles But the greatest miracle was when Naaman came to meet him in his house Because in your house you are more at home And in your house the power of God flows And we are blessed today That the prophet is in his house And we have come to meet him in his home And I believe God has a word for you Watching me online Or here at the First Love Center I want to declare to you in the spirit And in song that nothing is impossible As you put your hope Your trust and your faith in God. Are you ready to sing the powerful song of faith? Lift your voices and sing with me. Nothing, nothing is, impossible. is impossible.
7: when you put your trust in God. Come on, sing it. Nothing is impossible. Nothing impossible when you trust in Everybody, sing it. The words are up on the screen. Declare this over your life and over your days. There is nothing too hard for God. Put your trust in God alone and rest upon His Word. For everything, oh everything, yes everything is possible with God. One more time with a sound of faith, nothing is impossible. It's is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. When you're trusting in His Word, hearken to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust trust in God alone and rest upon His Word for everything, everything, oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible.
8: lift your hands Father thank you for today thank you for the blessing of your holy word and your presence here in this service we are grateful for all that you have done for us and how far you've brought us guide us by your mighty holy spirit help us to do your will serve you to the very end. We are grateful, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it's a blessing to be here today. the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Can you let my screen work? All right, guys. I hope it's working. Now, it's a blessing to be here. I've been away. I decided to take a break. So, um, but it's a blessing to be back. Welcome back. And I believe that you have been well fed and blessed. Amen. So I was wondering whether there was any need for me to come back. (laughs) Yeah. What a blessing. So we thank the Lord. And we thank God for the global Healing Jesus campaign that we are doing today. So, um, the Global Healing Jesus Campaign is about the effort we are making to reach out and to go further. But I think it's all contained in the short message that I have for you today. So let me just give you my message today is entitled, The Burden of Love. Ah. The Burden of Love. love The burden of love. All right? John three sixteen. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Amen. Now, these words, God so loved the world, have placed a great burden on those who have received the love. When somebody says I love you and somebody loves you, it creates a burden on the person who is loved. Which many people don't realize that a burden has been placed on you because of the love that has been offered to you or shown to you. I love you are not as simple words as you might think.
0: So I love you, I love you, I love you. Everywhere
8: you go, you'll be sharing, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's a burden burden that is being shared. (laughs) And once that love is shown to you, you must realize that a great burden... Has been passed on to you. It's not said. That I love you. Plus I'm giving you a burden. But I love you. Has an implication. And it's not spoken. But very real. That a great burden. Has been passed on to you. Now. When God was saving the world. He didn't just. Save us out of what was right or what he just wanted to do but he saved us out of his great love for us what great love God has shown towards us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us so all of us watching all over the world uh, every denomination and wherever you are I am sharing with you is a short message with a couple of points about the fact that there is a burden placed on us because we've been loved by God. So those words, God so loved the world, is good news. But it's good news with a burden. as Is it not good news? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today I am sharing with you about this burden, this great burden that has come to you now, if a man walks up to you and says, I love you, oh wow, it's so nice, and then I want to marry you because I love you, oh wow, it's so exciting. And you go, I'll take you home, I'll marry you, and then they have a nice wedding for you, and um, dresses and the pictures and all the things that the girls love, but most of the girls are not aware. That a great burden is being bestowed upon them. (laughs) It's it's not spoken, but it is true. A burden of cooking, a burden of days, a burden of cleaning, a burden of days, a burden of so many burdens. Now when you read the model marriage and you see the duties of the wife, you even start to feel sorry for them. Because you realize that the burden that has been placed on this person Just because of I love you You can't even imagine The extent of the burden Yes You know, that is why There are certain people When they become widows They are even more beautiful than Some people who have not married before. But when you offer them, would you like to marry? Oh, it's enough. It's enough. And if somebody comes and says, I love you, they say, oh, it's okay. It's enough. What I've seen it is enough. Yes. Because... If you really, really know the burden that is being placed on you, sometimes when people get older and he says, I love you, he's transmitting to you the burden of private nursing, oh. <laughs> it's unemployment. Before you realize you are a, a nurse, yes. Doing your private nursing. So many nurses are private nurses these days. So before you realize, you are a nurse. You are this. You are that. You are many things in one. All those burdens came on you. Not because you went to nursing school, NTC. (laughs) But because of I love you. That you received and believed. And swallowed hook, line, and sinker. Hmm. All right? So I love you. I want to share with you the burdens that are coming on you, for God to say that I saved you out of love, and not out of just feeling sorry for you. But it was love for you that made me save you. God so loved the world, has placed a great burden on the church and on all of us. Number one, the burden of love is a burden of thanksgiving. You have received the burden to say thank you. Like sometimes when somebody does something for you, you realize that you have to say thank you to the person. And it it almost becomes like a, a problem, like I have to see the person and say thank you properly. Because sometimes when you don't say thank you properly, it, it looks like you've taken it for granted or you are rude. So there's a now it's almost like you have, have to make a call or I have to say thank you, I have to send a letter, I have to do something, I have to go and see the person. So, so you see that a burden has come to you because of what has been done for you. So the burden of thanksgiving. And the Bible says in First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. It is the will of God to say thank you. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Saying thank you is the will of God. So, the church, if there is a great burden on us to say thank you to God. For what he has done for us. Yes. And I tell you. No matter the problems you have. When somebody does something for you. The burden of saying thank you is upon you. You have to accept it. And you have to say thank you. And what God has done for us. ha has placed a great... You see, the brother who gave his testimony, I need him. When I call you, now, then you come. Where is he? I'll be preaching with you the whole day. Get your microphone and come. <laughs> yeah. Stand right there. You said you had how many friends?
2: Two main friends.
8: Two main friends. With whom you were doing what? Girls. Girls. Smoking weed.
2: Smoking weed. Drinking. Drinking. Robbery. Robbery.
8: Yeah. Fighting. Fighting. (laughs) That's what he was doing. One of them is where now? He's in in prison. One is in prison for how many years? 20 years. He started when? Uh,
2: Two or three months ago.
8: Two months ago. He started 20 years imprisonment, which means he's coming out in, we are in 2021, so it means he's coming out in 2041, 2041, he's gone to prison till 2041, maybe they give two-thirds of it, but the sentence is he's supposed to go to prison through 2041, and that would have been you too. And the other one is what? His funeral. Yeah. Was on Friday. His funeral was on Friday. This last Friday. Now, you you are standing here. You know, there is a burden on you. (laughs) Yes. There's a burden on you. And there is a burden to say thank you to God for saving you. It is the will of God for you to say thank you. I'm serious. It's the will of God for you to say thank you. Yes. It's the will of God for you to say thank you. And that burden has fallen straight on you for the love that has been shown to you. The great love that God has bestowed on you. You you can only say you can only say thanks. That's why I had a camp meeting that was entitled, How Can I Say Thanks? How can I say thanks? How can I say God show me how to say thanks. Thank you. Sit down. I'll call on you when I need you. (laughs) Number two. The burden of sacrificial love is also the burden to sacrifice yourself. When God has shown you sacrificial love, he has shown you sacrificial love, he's made a sacrifice for you there is a burden on you to also make a sacrifice for him. This is what couples quarrel about all the time. I did this for you, I, I, I do this. saw so the man said, I go do everything. I bring this, I do this, I do that, I do that. And you don't do this and you don't do that and you don't do that. Because that is where the quarrel comes. Yes. That's where the quarrel comes. I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. And you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, or because of the mercies of God, or because of the love of God, Do you see, by the mercies is also because of the mercies, or in view of the mercies, and in view of the love. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Jesus Christ has sacrificed, so we have to sacrifice and go to the ends of the world and preach the gospel. All of us, we must witness, we must preach, we must travel, we must risk our lives, we must send missionaries. We must witness to the lost. We must move from room to room, house to house. It is your reasonable service. So it depends on the understanding at home. I don't want to bother to get into that. But for some people, it's like, I love you. I married you. I go to work. I earn this. I provide for the house. I do this. I'd expected that maybe you would clean or wash or cook or bring up the children or teach the children or wake up. You know, wake up early or wait, do something. <laughs> reasonable, just reasonable. I expect that there will be food in the house. It's reasonable. I've given you my name, my ring, my photograph. I've done a wedding. I engage you. I've done this. What is reasonable? I've committed my whole life to you. It's reasonable. So... But again, then you have people say, but he doesn't even do this. He doesn't even do this. So me too, I also don't do this. And I also don't have energy. And I also don't do this. And I'm also not like that. Wow. So that's it. Sorry for the discussion. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that that's where the quarrels come. Because there is a burden on you because you've been loved. Yes. Yes. You see, once there is love, there is a burden. One lady said to her sister, who was having a lot of marital problems, she said, me, I don't have all the problems you have. I don't have. Every day you are complaining there is issue. She said, me, I don't have all the problems you have. Because me, I didn't marry out of love. Yes, I didn't marry out of love. Yes. You married out of love. I love you, I love you. That is why every day there is a problem. Me, I didn't marry out of love. He was married, he has her one wife, I became the second wife, I was the third wife, or whatever, I don't, I didn't marry him out of love. I mean, a real person, Speaking to another real person, you are always unhappy, there's always some problem, you are crying, there's something because you married out of love. Me, I didn't marry out of love. There's no bedding. You are never hurt by somebody you, you didn't love. It's only when you love somebody that it disturbs you. Yes. If there was no love, when you hear, oh, and many of you, when you hear Afghanistan, the Taliban, you don't. It doesn't bother you because you don't know anybody there. I personally, I don't like that news because one of our pastors was killed over there. I don't like that, so I when I look, at say, oh, "Taliban, something." I just say it's okay. But maybe most of you don't. And I, I, the day that I saw the news and I saw that this one concerns because normally it doesn't concern. Because I don't have any shares there. But most of you have been watching. They say Taliban something, Taliban, Taliban. They say, oh. <laughs> but where it concerns you, where you have an interest, you see that it is different. So, sacrificial love. Expect sacrificial love back. Yeah. So that's, that is where we have all these problems in marriages. I thought you even get up. I thought you even wake up. I read it in the book. A virtuous woman will get up early. <laughs> Don't wake up early. Don't wake up. Every day, this, this and that. I read the Bible, this. Do this, this and that. Ah! And this one will refer to duties of the husband, duties of the wife. And they'll be discussing. Oh. What are all these? Number three, the burden of love is the burden of reciprocation. Reciprocation means you must do something that matches what I've done for you. You must do something that matches what I have done for you. You do something that matches what I did. Not something that is completely different. And when you see strong love, str- I mean extreme. That's why sometimes I ask myself, so why, why did Jesus die? What are all these? But he went to great lengths. He could have come to this world when we had invented the electric chair. Or the lethal injection and just received an injection and died. But look at the thing that he went through. In 1 Samuel, chapter 25, and verse 2, we read, 1 Samuel, chapter 25, there was a man in Maun whose possessions were in Carmel. The man was very great. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was sharing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of that man was Nabal and the name of his wife Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was cherlish, which means harsh and evil in his doings. And he was of the house of Caleb. Now David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. And David sent out 10 young men. Okay? And David said to the young men, Go to Carmel and greet him in my name. And this is what you shall say in verse 6. To him that liveth in prosperity. Today, most of the Christian churches are living in prosperity in a certain way. We are living in prosperity. Compared to what before a charismatic church doesn't have cars parked outside. It's true. So this is what you shall say to him that liveth in prosperity. Now I have heard that thou hast shearers, and your shepherds which were with us, we hate them not. We didn't hate them. Neither was there aught missing unto them all the while they were in Carmel. Like nothing got missing while they were in Carmel. Ask the young men and they will show thee. We were like security. I'm talking about reciprocation. The burden of reciprocation. The burden of doing something reciprocal. Now, wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes, for we come in a good day. I pray thee, whatever comes to your hand, not I'm not asking for a percentage or even any fixed amount, but I'm asking that anything at all that comes to your hand, to your servants, and to your son David. And when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to these words in the name of David. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, who is David? That is not reciprocation. That is, that is you see, leaving the question, who is David? Who is David? Who is that? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. So, he called them rebels. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my cherries and give it to men I don't know, whom I know not whence they be? So, that is not reciprocation because these guys were securing your sheep for years, for all this period. So, David's young men turned their way and went again and told him all these things. And David said unto his men, Get thee every man on his sword. And they gathered every man on his sword. Four hundred men. Four hundred. Uh, but one of the young men in verse 14 told Abigail, Nabal's wife, say, David has sent messengers. And he railed on them. Rail on them means insulted them. Okay? But the men were very good to us. And we were not hurt neither missed we anything as long as we were conversant with them when we were in the fields. They were a wall unto us by night and day, all the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what thou will do, for evil is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. When you have somebody you cannot speak to, no matter what you say, you try to talk to the person, you cannot speak to him. He's a son of Belial. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves, two bottles of wine, five sheep already dressed, patched corn, raisins, cakes, figs, and laid them on asses and said to her servants, go before me. And, but she did not tell her husband. Nabal, and it was so that as she rode on the ass, she came down, and behold, David and his men came down against her, and she met them. Now David has said, surely in vain have I kept all that this fellow had in the wilderness. So it was, it was useless for me to look after this man in the wilderness, so that nothing was missing of all that pertained unto him. And he hath requited me evil for good. So also God to the do to the enemies of David, if I live of all that pertain to him by the morning light, any that pisseth against the wall. That is a dog. You know, the dogs will be against the wall. So he said that if I live even a dog, you'll see by this evening. And Abigail saw David and she hasted and lighted off, and fell before David and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said, Oh Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be. Let me speak and hear the words of your handmaid. Let not my Lord regard this man of Belial. See, she was really negotiating nicely. Even Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. <laughs> <laughs> but I thine handmaid saw not the young men of my Lord. whom that, I didn't see them when they came. If I had been there, this wouldn't have happened. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholding thee from coming to shed blood. All right? Now this blessing with thy handmaid has brought unto my Lord. Let it be given to the young men that follow my Lord. Just five sheep. That was all that she wanted, five sheep. So brothers and sisters, this is a story of a man who failed to do the reciprocation. And David said to her, David's response is in verse 33. He said, blessed be thy advice and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with my own hand. All right? Now, ladies and gentlemen, what God is saying is that when good has been done for you, You see, many times you don't realize what has been done. Sometimes when people leave the church, they don't even say goodbye. You know, sometimes ask yourself that as you were here, you may not know what has been done for you. And that is the whole point. Many people don't realize what is being done for them. When you are in a church, you don't realize what is being done till the church is taken away. Like we had in the pandemic, no church. Then you realize there's a need for church. And many things that are done for you by God by the church, you don't know. Where is the young man? Come. Your your mother. Did your mother used to advise you? Yes. Yes. Your mother used to advise you? Yes. She was talking to you all the time. To change. All the time. And were you changing? Never. No. What his mother couldn't do. Reverend Steve, you said this is called Steve. Yes, Reverend Steve. Steve what? Poku. Steve Poku uh, in Leeds. Steve Poku in Leeds. Reverend Steve Poku. He's a lay pastor. He's a doctor and a gynecologist. But that was a pastor that God made this boy meet. He's He's a lay pastor. He has never been paid even five pounds before by the church. Huh? And his wife, LP Edith. Now, your mother couldn't change you. So, you see, the church may not advertise that what your mother couldn't do, yes. the church has done it. Huh? i <laughs> spoken. Sit down. Now, police. Did the police advise you? Did Apart they... from arresting you, did they advise you? Yes, please. Who advised you? Do you remember? Was it a constable, a corporal? A what? Um, many.
2: I think when you're young as well, they give you like youth
8: offending officers. Youth offending officers. Yeah. Were the youth offending officers able to change you? At all. Never. Youth offending officers could not change. But you see, the church may not advertise and say, what the youth offending officers could not do... The church has been able to do, or God's power has been able to do. Now, you said that they tied your leg to something. Yeah. What is a, that? I had a, a tag around my tag. ankle. Yeah,
2: it's like an electronic, an electronic
8: tag. Yes. So they put something on him and monitor his movements. So when he crosses certain places, not they will alert. So it's like, you know how the wild animals, they put, what do you call it, on the lion? They put a uh, A collar, not geo-wild, you watch it. So they did it to him because it was like, he was like a wild animal.
2: And time as well. And they put what? You only, you can only go out at certain times.
8: Out of your house. Yeah. At certain times. So if you go out of the house at a certain time, it rings in the police station. And the animal is moving. So then let's catch the guy. Then they go and catch him. Was it able to change you? Never. Never. You still continue doing bad things? Yes. Even with the tag on. How were you able to escape? Oh, um, sometimes
2: I'd be sprinting. When I knew it was close to 7 o'clock, I'd be at a girl's house. And then I'd say, okay, I need need one of my friends to come and pick me up so that I can get home by 7
8: before the police come. Police come. Wow. Police could not change him. Electronics could not change him. But Jesus could change him. Amen. Now... Jesus doesn't advertise so much and say, what I've done for you, 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 what I've done. you, done." You are supposed to know that something has been done for you. And all of us, right, must be supportive of healing Jesus' campaign, must be supportive of missionary work. Must be supportive of sending missionaries to the world. Recently, I met a German man. He told me I worked with Bonkey for 40 years. And a German man, he wanted me to do something to help in a crusade that they were going to have. He's an old man, but I met him in Canada. He he asked asked for an appointment and I sat with him. And he said to me, I said, but how do you know about it? He said, oh, we know you. He said, everywhere we go in Africa, we see the effect of your work. And he said, apart from the crusades you've been holding, the churches that you've planted in the different countries, we even see, we see all those things. He said, he said to me, I worked for Bonke and with Bonke for 40 years. I'm now retired. And Bonke was also old at that time. As we send missionaries, if you are part of this church, and you don't even believe in sending anybody to anywhere, Shut your mouth and leave the church. Than sit here and criticize what you don't understand. Nobody would be saved. Nobody would be saved in Ghana if missionaries had not come in 1847 to Ghana to come and live here and give their, their life. There would be no Christ. There would be no church. There would be nothing. That's how, baby, you don't know how a church comes about. It's like food. One time I went to the kitchen and I saw blood some meat, blood. I said, what is this horrible? thing? This is the food you are going to eat. So I said, I didn't know that it's like this. I said, that is how it is before later it is cooked and it comes to you. So maybe you don't know how it is before a church comes into existence. You don't know how it is before somebody is saved, somebody's life is changed. How it is you have to preach, you have to hold meetings, you have to train people, you have to send them into the world, support them, do missions. You don't know how churches come about. That is what your problem is. You don't know how it comes for people to be saved like this and for him to give his life and say, I want to also give my life to help to preach the word of God whilst I also have a chance. Because what he has to do, I cannot do. Reverend Steve Poco, I don't know, You never told me about this young man, you know, but I know him. And he has preached to this one and his wife has also preached to him and they are sitting there in, in Leeds and wherever. Talking to the young people. The whole city is full of young people. Everybody's gone astray. Only Jesus can save. And I tell you, God is saying that there is a burden on you because of the love that has been shown to you. And just as... Thank you, my my friend. Just as David was preaching, this guy, Nabal, there was a burden on him because... Even though David had not said, I'm your security officer, just as the church doesn't boast and tell you, I've done this for you, I've done this for you, I've done this for you, I've I've comforted you, I've prayed for you, I've anointed you, I've I've given you a sane mind. I've given you something to stabilize you you, you, in your life. Your children in the church, so many people's children in the church stabilized, changed what parents could not do. Jesus does. Over the years, years and years are going by. You have a burden to respond to God' His love for you. There is a burden on us. Those words, "I love you," "I love you," don't just receive them. Say, "Hey, where's I love you?" Say, "Hey, take your time." What burden is coming upon me? Don't be careful before you love me too much. Before I realize I'm a nurse or I'm something I have not planned to be. Yeah. There is a burden on all of us. There is a burden on Lighthouse Chapel. There is a burden on this church. There is a burden on all the denominations. To get up and do something. You see pastors giving testimonies. I saw one pastor giving a testimony about books that he had read. I'm sure some of you may have seen that video. It's like, wow. You realize that there is a burden on us to take the books. To as far as they will go. There is a burden. And I know that God knew that I would do it. That's why he gave me the revelations that he's giving me. And he's giving me experiences that I've experienced. So that I write. Not all my writings are based on experience. They are practical realities. Experiences that I've had. And that's what God told John. The things you have seen, write them If you've not seen it, don't write it That's why there are some things we don't write But what you have seen it before Write it Write it, write what you've seen The burden of reciprocation The burden of reciprocation Are you still there? That is number three Number four The burden of love is the burden of having to repay good with good. (laughs) Yeah. The burden of love is the burden of having to repay good with good. Proverbs 13, verse 21, it says, evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Good must be repaid. Good is something that must be repaid. If somebody does good to you, it must be repaid. Maybe you don't, you are not aware that good must be repaid. Many times I see some of my pastor's children or the bishop's children or their, or some church members' children, people that have been in church for years and so on. When I see the child, because many times you cannot repay good to someone who has done good to you, but sometimes you can repay his child. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes you can't, you can't repay Someone, because maybe you may not have the chance, but you have sometimes a chance to, to somewhere, somehow repay good for good things that have been done for you. I mean, it may, to me, my pastors are my family. So many times when I see their children and so on, I feel a debt to repay some good for these people that have been faithful to me all these years. Especially when you see unfaithful people, you, 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 you even value faithful people more. Repay of good. Remember, when something good is done to you, put it in your heart, I will repay. I will repay this thing, what you have done for me. I will repay you. God will give me a chance to one day say thank you and repay a good that has been done to me. Have it in your mind and in your heart. The Bible says that for the righteous man, good shall be repaid. God has done so much good for us. Look at you sitting here, decent, come to church with nice whatever. (laughs) We sit as if there's nothing to do. Huh? You sit as if there's nothing to do. We must spend our life repaying. The good that has been done to save us, to save our lives, and to save our souls. You see, when you see this young man, uh, uh, come back. (laughs) My question is, why him? I, I don't know, do you know, can you tell us why you, your friend's funeral? He had two best friends. One's funeral was on Friday, and one started 20 years imprisonment in the UK last month. So my question is to so you, what is special about you? Can you tell us any differences? I, I,
2: was, I was even worse than... You
8: friend. were worse than, worse than them. Than them yeah. He was worse. He was worse. And why is he saying? So it's like, you don't even understand. That's why I, the other scripture that I quoted, by the mercies of God, or because of the mercies of God. Mercies is the love. Offer a living sacrifice. You must repay and have in mind. You see what Reverend Steve have done for you, and Reverend uh, his wife, and the pastors, Do you see, praying with you when you were in court, the jury was about to say, whatever fasting fasting so one day you may you may not see reverend steve to repay him but you may be somewhere and you see a child or a young person and say i I want to what how i was saved i want to do something to help this person to repay the good that was done to me to save me if i can show goodness to somebody's child I, I, I don't know, maybe you may not see him or even his child. But you see, that is what God expects from you. Because the Bible says to the righteous good shall be repaid. It is the will of God for you to say thank you. Put your hands together for this. Now, when you don't take up the burden of love to repay good with good, You end up repaying. Amen. Evil for good. When good is done for you and you don't actively pay. You know, when the church doesn't get involved in reaching out, we get stagnated and start quarreling, fighting, doing bad things. It's because we have energy, energy and time. That's why I say that anybody who is always on social media, you you are not spiritual. It is unspiritual people who are always on these things. Yeah. And it is changing your personality. Your personality is changing, changing. Because on the ground there is nothing. Now the Bible says that don't pay evil with evil. Huh. Even evil is not supposed to be repaid with evil. How much more good? Huh? Oh, you don't get what I'm saying? First Thessalonians five says, Nobody should repay evil with evil. Five fifteen. See that no one repays evil with evil. So if you are not supposed to repay evil with evil, how much more when good has been done to you and you repay it with evil? Is it not worse? Are things not getting worse? Be careful, there is a burden of love on you. And when somebody has been good to you, like your father or your mother, you must remember the person is special to you. Even if you think your father has not done anything good for you, or your mother has not done anything, your mother could have dropped you when you were a baby. And almost everything that a parent has done for you, you don't know really. Because it's when you grow up, then you, you you start to even appreciate certain things. You wonder, eh? Hey, so what were they doing? You can't even imagine your mother in love, because she doesn't look so loving now. She looks different from how maybe she was. Hmm. Be careful when this burden of love. You see, when someone has loved you, you are in danger. Of repaying the person with evil yes why do you think there are so many cases in the world? It's because people are repaying good with evil so when somebody has repay, has done something good for you you have to be careful. I think that perhaps that is why years ago the Holy Spirit told me, go and honor Archbishop Duncan Williams." He told me, I was a student, Honor him. I I didn't really understand it, but just that that I I was, I I went to church there whenever I went to church. Just for whatever. I didn't go much and all, that is not the point. But it's like, because, because it was almost like God had now given me an instruction. That saved me from becoming one of the many people who criticize him. many people criticize him many people say negative things about him but because the holy spirit told me do something good then it sort of cut me out of whatever bad things came up it was like immediately hey, hey, god has told me that i should honor him and that was it it saved me be careful many parents if you are not having in your mind, I owe my parents, you'll be surprised how you behave towards your parents. If you don't have it in your mind, I owe my mother and I owe my father. I owe my mother. It's a burden for the love they have shown me. That my mother has loved me, my father has loved me, and cared for me and taken me to school. I have a burden, a burden to repay good with good. And if I don't have that in my mind, before you realize, you are repaying good with evil. Many children fall into that case. And many scriptures are against you. Psalm 7, verse 3. O oh Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me. Yea, I have delivered him that without cause is my enemy. Without cause. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. And yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay my honor in the dust. Selah. That is, if in case I will rise up to repay good with evil. Instead of the church languishing in its prosperity and forgetting about soul winning. A lot of evil has increased in Ghana. Today, they, almost every day you hear of murder. Murder, like it's something that has not been in Ghana. And it's a sign of the presence of the devil. Bible says Satan was a murderer from the beginning. All our preaching has not changed much in Ghana because the population is also increasing. There is more evil in Ghana from, than when our church started. All the preaching, all the branches we've done, and all the crusades we've done, ha, I, I believe that it has done some good, but it looks like compared to the growth of the evil, it's almost nothing. We have a debt. We have a debt. We have a burden. We have a burden. Because he's loved us. God so loved the world. Don't joke with that verse again. Say, God so loved I, I receive a love. No. It's a serious thing. When a man comes to you and says, I love you. Look at him up and down. Can I do this work? Can I do this work? Amen. The burden of love. In Luke chapter 13. The burden of love is the burden to be real and not a hypocrite. When somebody loves you, you owe the person a burden to be genuine. When someone loves you and finds out that you have been pretending all these years, it's the greatest slap in the face of the person who loved you. When a person finds out that, as you've been saying, I love you, I love you, not knowing that you didn't love the person at all, there's nothing more wicked. In Luke 13, there was a woman who had an issue of a spirit of infirmity. And when Jesus saw her, he called and said, Woman thou art loosed. And he laid his hands. And the ruler of the synagogue said, How could you heal her on the Sabbath day? And the Lord answered in verse 15, Luke 13 verse 15. You hypocrite. Huh? Does not each of you on the Sabbath lose his ox and ass from the stone and lead him to watering? Huh? You see, Hypocrisy. You do this for animals. But when it comes for doing for God or what is right, you now come up with technicalities. You come up with reasons and excuses which are so, so fake. You see people traveling all over the world, going to live in other countries to do courses, going to stay in other places sacrificing for everything. But when it comes to preaching, when it comes to preaching, when it comes to giving, when it comes to supporting the work, you see people traveling with their families for funerals. Six tickets, four tickets, one ticket, there's no ticket that's less than a thousand dollars. You see them coming. When it have to give thousand dollars or to give something, oh, it's not whatever, technicalities. Jesus stood and looked at the people. He said, "Look at them now. They are, look at what they are saying. They said that it's Saturday. so they can't. It's not the right time to have waited for uh, about eight hours more before you heal. And you come up with technicalities and reasons why not? You say that the pandemic is whatever, but during the pandemic, you see people traveling. Somebody told me the other day, she was at uh, Doha Airport, Qatar Airways, full up." United Airlines full up, Delta full, every airline full. They are traveling as though I mean, there's nothing like a pandemic. But when it comes to God, (laughs) oh, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Oh, it's not the right time. Or there's some, you know, when somebody loves you, be real. eh? Stop your pretense. People who are intelligent, they see through fakeness. They see through lies They see through pretense They see through excuses You see somebody make it You just look at the person after that You pity the person Let's stop pretending Look at us young people You say you can't work for God At this time You just came to church What do you do? What do you spend your time doing? Your father sent you to school Look at the things you do outside school Some don't go to school They don't go for lectures For the whole time that's the last two weeks they sit down and they learn to pass exams. Stop pretending that you can't do things for God. You can't work for the church. You can't work for God. Stop the pretense and the fakeness. You can't give to healing Jesus. You can't travel. You can't do this. You can't do this. What are all these fake things? Why do you behave fakely and pre- pretendful or pretend towards someone who loves you or who even likes you? Why? Why are we so full of pretense? So it's Saturday, so we can't hear. Why? What is it? What is it? When I met one of our little ch- children, we go to Kumasi for uh, students. Something don't know anybody there. Go and do everything that can be done. Two days and come back. Meanwhile, you are still. Your mother knows you are in school in Accra. You've done everything that can be done. No. You owe to the one who loves you to be real, genuine, without take off all the masks. Take off all the acting. When you marry in real life, there's no acting. The, the head will go off, <laughs> the dress will go up, this will go that your face is washed, whatever, all these things that are painful. Painful shoes will be off. Everything will be off. Adjust just the you. Uh-huh. Face to face. <laughs> I said "Well, Face to face. John chapter 21. The burden of love is the burden to preach and the burden to teach. And Jesus, in John twenty-one, when he had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, "Simon, Simon, do you love me? It's about love. Do you love me? Hmm. Do you love me? Is there love? Is there a love anywhere?" And Simon said, "Yes." huh. Then he said, "Feed, preach, teach." The burden of love is the burden that has fallen on us to get up and to speak the word and to get up and to preach the word, to get up and to hold our breakfast meeting. It's a burden, it's a problem that has come to us to respond to the love that has been shown to us. That's the burden. That's the burden of love. Paul said to Philemon, I don't want to tell you how you owe even your life to me. The burden of love is the burden of your whole life. For so he said to Philemon, I, I do not say how you owe me, even your life, your very life also. You owe me your very life. Amen. Jesus said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Philemon 17. Do you love me? Yes. Parliament 1 and verse 19, I have written, and I do not say to thee, how thou owest unto me, even thy own self besides. So brothers and sisters, today, my short message to all of us worldwide is very simple. We have a debt. Yes, that's why, you remember Paul said, "I'm I'm a debtor to the Greek, and I'm a debtor to the Jew. I owe them, I owe There's a burden. From today, be careful of those words, I love you. It has a lot of implications for you. What are you going to do? Because of the great love that has been shown to you. And so, to all of us who are watching, who are part of it, we owe our lives, we owe our children, we owe our money, we owe our energy. And if at all, we owe our support with our mouths and our hearts. That's all you can give. When Bonki, you know, they had an accident in Lumumbashi. We've been for crusade and come, by the grace of God, for years. God has protected us. One day, Bonki went for a crusade, and there was an accident in Lumumbashi. How people insulted him, and it was Christians. He wrote, he said, it was the Christians who insulted him, took him on. When the people died. I said, Look at this. What again do you want? What again do you want? Why? Why should you do the why do you go to all these places? There's no need. There's a need. There's a need. We have a burden. He loved us. He loved us with all his heart. And he gave himself for us. Someone said, But does this affect our personal lives? There's no church like this which is always doing shepherding. If you read what is shepherding, we've written how to care for people. And we are doing shepherding and caring for your lives all the time. But this focus must be our focus and must be the central theme in our heads and in our minds and our hearts. The work of the ministry which has been put on us as a great burden in response to his love for us. Stand to your feet. I want us all to lift our hands and speak to God for a moment about the burden of love, the burden of his love for you and for me. Lift up your hand just receive the burden that has been placed on you for the love that has been shown to you A great love has been shown to you in the name of Jesus Christ Father we accept humbly the burden of your love the burden of your love God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Father, we respond to this love right now. And we thank you that as we respond to your great love, naromo katabalando la life is coming into us. Bless us and help us, Lord. Help us to respond to the burden of love. Love showed to us. We thank you and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for all that you've done for us in the past, present, and you will do for us in the future. We say yes, Lord, to your plenteous love. You said to us, if you love me, preach. If you love me, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? me?" And our answer, Lord, is yes. Yes, we love you. And we thank you for that burden you place on us. The burden to preach. The burden to teach. The burden of your love on us. Thank you. Thank you. We, We will respond. We will repay. We will... Respond properly to your great love that you've shown to us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we end, 1 John 3 and verse 14 says something. I want everybody to take note of this. It says, we know that we have passed from death to life. Because we love the brethren you see when he says he that loveth not his brother abideth in death now when we follow the love of God and respond to the love of God we'll be walking in his love now notice he says that we have passed from where to where? Death. death to life because what? we love now let's reverse it when we don't love when we don't love will pass from life to death (laughs) you see the church moves from life being alive to being dead when we don't love because he says that we know we've passed from death to life because we love so that means when you reverse it you pass from life you go straight to the dead you are no more alive the church dies Because there's no more love for God, for His work, for His brethren, for souls, for people, for the brethren. Lift your hand and ask God for His love to fill so that you will not pass from life into death ever in your life. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you. Oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh yes, we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, wherever you are, I want you to lift your hands Maybe somebody invited you to church But you want to give your life to God today I want to say, Pastor, pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus Just lift up your right hand like this Wherever you are God bless you, God bless you Pastor, pray with me I want Jesus to save me I don't want to go to hell If you are here like that Just lift your hand like this Like our brother said His mother couldn't change him Police couldn't change him but Jesus changed his life. Wherever you are, you want to give your heart to God. Your right hand must be up. And God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Come from where you are standing. I want to pray with you. Right now. Come running.
9: Come running. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is Come quickly. I want to pray with you. His grace will be your covering freely it will provide your healing come running to that mercy
8: Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Now pray from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart and I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, my Master, and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, wash me with the blood of Jesus. Wash me, wash me with the blood of Jesus I receive Jesus Christ as my savior from today in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen and Amen God bless you, God bless you for giving your life to Jesus I want to give you one of my books very quickly and I want you to follow the sign that says follow me just go this way with them let's go this way And everyone may be seated for a moment. We want to specially ask all of us, especially today, to become a Ben MP partner. I want to just raise some extra funding for Healing Jesus campaign. As our video showed, a lot has been going on during the pandemic. As we speak now, some ships are carrying our things to different places depending on where. But it's like we have been preparing and everything we do is very, very expensive but it's not everything that you can say. So we are believing God that soon and very soon Healing Jesus campaign and all forms of outreaches all over will continue. Amen. And we'll be able to do whatever Last year, we had only one crusade. We were hoping to do so many, but we had only one. And uh, the Burundi president had even invited us, and uh, he died after, before we even had a chance to even go there. So, we want to really ask everybody to become, what do you have to do to become a BNMP member? Mm. Is it online? It's there. All right? Yeah, tell the people,
4: I I don't know. Those of us who are here, there is a little um, little piece of paper going around that you can write your names on, and um, you can use that now. Can you give
8: it out right away? This is the moment. We are not. There's no other
4: time for that. Right now. So they are, if you need one, just wave, and they'll bring one to you. What do you, What yes, do you do also, when you
8: are a Ben MP member? You give how much? You can give ten CDs, low, isn't it? As
4: low as ten CDs. Ten CDs every month. Ten
8: CDs a month, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. Or a
4: year. Yes, and Daddy, I also want to encourage some people to pay a year in advance. It's sometimes easier when you do it that way. Ten Thanks. CDs, ten dollars. Yes.
8: Anything small or big is depending on your strength.
4: Yes. It works,
8: so everybody can join yes. and be. And some of you, you want to give ten CDs a, a month, so you can give one twenty CDs for the year, even. Yes. And it's like you have even done that. Is if you have the strength. Yes. Right. Everybody can be a member pen MP Ben MP means beautiful exciting
4: nice nice changing
8: mood changing partner amen <laughs> like the boy who came back the prodigal son who came back he was mood changing he changed the mood of the father do you see he changed the mood of the father and the father had a party. So all of us are going to change the mood of God by getting souls to come. God's mood is going to change. And he's going to become just happy with us and bless us with many blessings. Amen. So when you become a Ben MP partner, you are beautiful to God, exciting to God, mood changing to God, nice to God, and then you are a partner. Wow, what a what a
4: happy partner that is. Amen. It sounds nicer than so many things, alright? Amen. So if you want to be a BenMP partner, you're watching us live. You can go to www.benmp.com and right there you just have to flow through. There are just two or three questions you have to answer. You choose your denomination, you fill in the details and you submit and our team will get back What about to if you? you don't have a denomination? If you don't have a denomination, yeah. there's a WhatsApp number. So there are three ways. There's this uh, paper WhatsApp. for those who are here. There's a www.benmp.com You can use that and register directly And then the second way is to just send a WhatsApp To the number that's on the screen I, I wish they could put can up the number mobile, in a bigger way Can we give mobile money? You can do everything So our team will reach out to you And then ask you everything that you need to know And they'll sort you out 100% from beginning to end
8: Ask your neighbor, are you a ben MP partner? Before I breathe too hard on you I want to know whether you are a MP partner but my breathing is coming. I yes. need you to be a Ben MP partner.
4: If you are not a Ben MP partner, wave at me. You are not a member, wave at us. How
8: many were not Ben MP partners? How many were? You were a Ben MP partner. Check your neighbor whether your neighbor has raised his hand. Check. Any neighbor who has not raised his hand, arrest the
4: person. And how many want to confess that you backslidden from Ben MP? Let's be honest in the house of God. Aha. Uh-huh. that we should ask that third question, okay?
8: It's more of backsliding. Yes. Not that you've not done it before, oh, yes. but there is backsliding yes, because please. of so many things. So we are reviving it today. The whole world is being revived with Ben MP partners. So wherever you Where, are in the world, please revive your Ben MP status. And, you know, to save yourself from promising and failing, just try, maybe you can do it for the whole year, whatever it is. It doesn't matter, but we want the smaller, 10 pounds, 10 dollars, 10 francs, 10 CDs, 10 of anything, 20, 100, anything that you want to give, please. We, We like it.
4: And, Daddy, if everything is too complex for you, just send a WhatsApp and say, I want to be a Ben M.P. partner. That's all. And the team will reach out to you. There's a number. It works all over the world on WhatsApp. There's a number there. Right on the screen that you you see me, For
8: instance, I don't understand all the
4: things. So that's
8: the one I need to follow. Do you see? You send a WhatsApp and say, I need to be an MP. Not a member of parliament. A Ben M.P. (laughs) Please, it's not member of parliament. It is... Mood-changing partner. (laughs) Pen MP number 055. But is it 0 plus 233? Please Please write the plus 233. Please, don't be local. You are local champion. Make it international. Write the country code, please. It's an international world, yes. See me after chat. local champion. For writing the 055. I have to buy a ticket for you to travel, how many have not gone abroad outside Ghana before? Raise your hand, stand up, let me pray for you. I feel like praying for you if you've not traveled outside Ghana before. Huh, Nigeria is part. If you have not gone outside Ghana before Lift your hand Let me pray for you Father anyone who has not Traveled outside Ghana before Open doors That they may have the Experience of traveling I pray for all my children To be travelers And to be free And to receive visas And open doors To all nations In Jesus name I pray Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You'll be traveling soon. Tell your neighbor I'll be I'll be sending you a picture from KLM, KLM. Amen. Now, apart from this, I want to ask a special On this Healing Jesus Day, I want to ask for a special gift of 1,000 US dollars to Healing Jesus Campaign. I cannot tell you because of certain security reasons the amount of money that we've been spending in building on the Healing Jesus Campaign work in this season. So, I don't need to. I'm just asking you to trust and sow a specialty. So I want one thousand people to give one thousand dollars, not a hundred. I want one thousand people worldwide. So even if you are not live, when you come live, okay, even if you are not live, when you come live, I'm asking a thousand people to give one thousand. How many people believe that we can have a thousand Christians in our church giving one thousand dollars? Amen. Are you trying to give right away? Yes. You can give a thousand. I want a thousand people to give a thousand dollars. So if you actually want to give right now, you can come to the front and give or pledge or put a piece of paper that you'll be bringing, or tap your phone on it. And um, and you can also give this way. But I'm asking for 1,000 people. I want 1,000 people to give $1,000. $1,000 can only buy one ticket for one crusade director or one member of the team to go somewhere. And sometimes it's 40 people go different things. And we have envelopes here, okay. What do we do there? If, if you want, you can pledge. Yes. So if you have one thousand dollars, uh, I'm asking one thousand people. So I'm believing God that by the end of this, uh, healing Jesus, global healing Jesus service, a thousand people all over the world who are part of this campaign will give one thousand dollars. Thank you, thank you. A few people are, are coming forward. I tell your neighbor, you will soon be rushing forward to give ten thousand. Tell your neighbor, sitting by, you will soon be rushing forward to give ten thousand. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass. Amen. All right. God bless you. So, have you renewed your Ben MP? partnership alright if you've renewed your BenMP partnership and Ben I'm asking for a special. now you couldn't give a thousand dollars but I want to ask for a thousand people to give one hundred that is the last I'm doing just BenMP partners thousand giving a hundred and thousand giving a thousand pastors are coming oh I see okay to give a hundred dollars as your gift to Healing Jesus campaign all over the world. Please, if you are not, um, what please help to support our convoys and efforts at continuous evangelism all around Africa and beyond. First Love Passes wants to everybody to see they are saying put the cameras on them so that you see that they are coming forward to give especially at this section of the giving a thousand people to give a hundred dollars So thousand for thousand and a thousand for hundred is that not so are you doing it tell your neighbor we are doing it we are doing it seriously amen, beautiful now I'm waiting for the hundred dollar contributors hundred dollar, you can just take an envelope and I know some people may want to even just give ten thousand to give for ten people fine but this is it evangelism, we have a burden, how many agree that we have a burden God so loved the world. We have a burden to respond. Amen. We are not just going to uh, sit down and hear I, I love you. Hey! I love you is a big word. So those of you girls who have said I, I receive it. Huh? Who are being married. Hmm? Joel the one who are are married. I don't know whether she realized the burden that is coming on on her. See me after church. See me after church. I don't see her coming to give any offering to. Hmm. How many realize that it's not a small thing to hear those words, I love you. I want you. I love you. It's not a small burden. Hey! So now I think when people propose, people are going to get responses. Hey, tell me, I hear that is a very hold on, hold on, hold on tight. All right. So now everybody should have participated in ten CDs, uh, Ben MP, or ten pounds, or ten dollars, ten whatever, or more and a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds or a hundred whatever. thousand people giving a hundred or a thousand giving a thousand. Is that not so? Amen. Now, I feel that Ben MP, we can give a special Ben MP offering of at least a ten dollar or something like that for Ben MP. Not today's offering. I'm talking of Ben MP wants to hear some sound of the points falling in alerts, yes. So, if you can give your something towards Ben MP, it's not the offering, come and do some Ben MP offering right now. So, I'm a, a Ben MP, but I've just you know, as a long time I forgot so Maria's I want to just sow a special seed towards Ben MP right away. You can do that right now. Come. For if it's the 10 CDs, 20 CDs, anything just to so, look. Lord, the past Ben MP that I said I will give, don't hold it against me. I'm bringing something now towards Ben MP. Uh, you can do that wherever you are. And I know that God is going to bless you. We are asking specifically for you to give. Please, don't be somewhere in your giving. Be, be generous. The Lord is good. The Lord is kind. Amen. We are ending our service in a moment. After this, we are going to receive the offering. But for now, we have a burden of love. Wow. All those in marriage counseling, you have to sit down and review whether you are still ready to go ahead with the marriage, whether you are able, based on the burden that is being declared today. Is it not true? So, all Ben MP um, members who have, you know, fallen short of your pledge and have fallen behind in your giving, this is a chance to re-support the Ben MP before we take our offering for the day. Alright, so just come along. It's a chance to practically give some Ben MP offerings now so that the Ben MP will not feel forsaken because most of us forgot what Ben MP was we didn't even know what it means anymore and it's today that you have are, you are been reminded of what it means very good clap for them quickly we are, we are closing the Ben MP section of the offering alright thank you very much All right. Father, thank you for all those who have given towards this Ben MP offering in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. You may be seated. Okay. Thank you. Take your Holy Communion. We are going in for the Holy Communion.
9: Take, eat, this is my body Which is broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drink indeed Oh, the cup of blessing which we bless It's the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break oh, It's the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal The meal of God
8: mm-hmm. oh. Hallelujah. Exodus 11 verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Yet will I bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt and afterwards he will let you go. Hence, when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. The Passover is designed to release you from strong enemies. Amen. The blood is designed to release you from strong enemies. Whatever represents a strong enemy that has kept you in captivity. Today, by the Passover, which is the broken body And the blood. You are being set free. From any form of captivity. Any form of. Capture. And restriction. And any strong enemy. He said yet I will bring one more plague. Upon Pharaoh. And after that. He will let you go. Father. Thank you. Today, we are walking away from every prince, every dominion, every devil, every power that is strong and against our lives across the world. We receive the broken body of Jesus as a sign of our release from captivity. The body of
1: Jesus Christ.
9: And I
8: see the blood of the I will pass over you. Now the blood. Say I'm walking free. Today I declare you are walking free from every force every fire, every power every prince, every devil every throne, every principality that holds you and restricts you by the blood when I see the blood when I see the blood I will pass over you you shall escape from Egypt you are walking free, you are walking out you are walking home by the blood of the lamb receive the power in the blood receive healing in the blood receive the liberty in the blood receive the anointing in the blood receive the
5: grace that is found in the blood the blood of Jesus
3: Christ
8: May this blood release you free from every long-standing problem that has no solutions. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare your total rescue and escape from any chain, any darkness, anything that keeps you down sets you free right now surely they shall thrust you out, be thrust out now of your captivity may you have a song may you have a great deliverance as you walk free from the works of darkness the Lord bless you, the Lord encourage you, the Lord fight against those who fight against you the Lord contend against those who contend against you the Lord bless you and make you great in the land. The Lord give you the upper hand in every crisis and every battle. In the name of Jesus Christ, our name. And the Lord give you peace. I say, receive peace. The Lord give you peace. And the Lord make you at peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. seated how many have been vaccinated hmm. okay well I hear that more vaccines are coming. So, everybody should make sure that if when it comes, you go and get your vaccinations. Because now, you know, there are some places they say, no vaccine, you cannot come there. So, some new things are coming up. But chloroquine is still effective, and ivermectin. Because I know somebody who has had a COVID three times. Including after vaccination, so that means that two the two infections that he had plus the vaccine could not prevent the third. Yeah, the immunity. So we, we still have to take all the various precautions that they say we are supposed to take. Let's stand up and pray for protection from this disease. Just lift your hands right now for a moment. Just pray. Say, Lord, whatever is moving around as a curse, as a spirit of death, in the name of Jesus, we reject it for our lives we pray for protection we pray for healing we pray for deliverance we pray for help father we, we do not have any help from anywhere but we look up to you vaccine or no vaccine medicine or no medicine we lift our hands to you and pray to you lord For your great help For everyone Lord As part of this family For healing For protection For salvation For deliverance
5: From the spirit of death The angel of death The plagues The
8: plagues The plagues of the earth Grant us divine escapes Lord Divine escapes Grant us divine escapes, Lord. We
5: pray for protection by the blood. We pray for healing. We pray for protection. We ask you to deliver us from evil. We pray about it, Lord.
8: We do not not pray about it. We pray about it, Lord. We ask for healing, for mercy, and for healing, and for your power. Thank you. Cover us. Cover us. Lay your hands on your head right now. Father, Thank you for your covering, divine covering and healing from every developing disease, everything that is hidden, every occult or hidden problem that is growing, that is developing, every virus, every feeling of unease and wellness in the name of Jesus. Grand miracle healing, miracle protection miracle hell by supernatural power. Protect us with your own angel from the angel of death, by the blood of the lamb, by the help of the
5: spirit. Protect all your little ones Lord. We lift ourselves to your hand and we pray to you because we believe in you. We call upon you Father
8: for your great help and we thank you. And today because we have prayed that you protect us and keep us that you keep every one of us and all those that are part of this prayer and this family lord you protect us from covid-19 and any other plague that is walking on the earth thank you there shall be no premature death there shall be no untimely death there shall be no funeral of sorrow and great bereavement, Lord. There shall be no shock, Lord. There shall be no sadness. There shall be no coffins. There shall be no mortuaries. There shall be no wickedness in our midst, We rebuke the spirit of death, the angel of death. We reject it now in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of the Lamb cover everyone in the whole
5: family, Lord, all over the world, in this church and all the denominations. Let there be a total covering and deliverance, Lord. From every plague that is walking upon the earth, that we may live, Lord, and give glory to your name and fulfill our
8: callings and our ministry and fulfill all that you have placed in our heart to be fulfilled. Thank you for us, Lord, for our children and children's children. Thank you for
5: your blessing. Marana, Masadala, we give you thanks, Father. Now lift your hand and give God thanks for divine protection Divine deliverance, divine escapes, divine rescue by the power of God, by the blood of the Lamb. That speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Thank you, Father, which art in heaven. Thank you for your mighty power. We give you thanks. We give you praise. (laughs) Jesus, 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 Oh yes. Jesus, 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 for your healing, Lord, your blessings, Lord. Thank you for your mercy Lord. Yes. Yes. He's a healing Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Mando, come on. He's healing you. In Jesus' name right now. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. God bless you and you may
0: be saved. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind.